This is ISN Now with Will Charlton and Noah Cowell. And it is great to be back at Richmond Studio. I will say, I, I did miss hearing that uh, that great jingle. Um, and uh, Yeah, you, you got Feels that right, good. Noah. You sure did. You got that right, and it sure does feel good. Uh, welcome to ISN Now. Um, this is not going to be a happier conversation. Uh, That's the happiest you will hear me. Yes. This uh, entire episode. Well, I'll say I'll say we're, we're just actually getting back from State Farm Center. The women's basketball team just beat Rutgers by 28 points. I was on the call for it. A lot of fun. The last ever time I'll be calling a basketball game as a student. <laughs> so a um, little bittersweet, but uh, we're in a good mood because of that. But we're not in a good mood because of what happened this past Sunday at State Farm Center where Illinois just got, can I say humiliated by Maryland? Oh, yes, you can. Hold on. Yeah, he didn't turn up the volume there for a second, but it's been a long time. Yeah, it, it has been, but been a while. you know the the sound played, and uh, yeah, that that was the best way to say it. Illinois just looked terrible, flat out awful. Um, That's generous. Like, what is the problem with Maryland? Why can't Illinois beat them? Brad Underwood is now three and seven against Maryland. Is it three or two? I thought I saw it's two. it's three. I believe it's three and seven. Three? It's like two and six, and like well, someone lied to me. Or I don't know. It's 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 one of the two. It's bad either it, way. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, yeah, it, it's not good. Um, no, it's one thing to lose at College Park, but at home. Which hey, in our last podcast, I entertained the idea that they would lose. I said, yeah, you, you never you know did. in Big Ten play. You did. And I said it was, it was just so hard to think that they would even have problems against this Maryland team who had struggled. Like, look, they're eleven and six, sure, but. It doesn't make sense. I mean, it really doesn't. Well, it makes sense when you see what the Illini shot in the second half. Oh, well, of course. I'm just Nine saying. Nine for 40. It was pathetic. Well, I mean, eight for 24 for layups? Are we serious? Like I said in my little stand-up afterward, those are some Noah Cowell-type numbers right there. Yeah, we got to stop those Noah Cowell-type numbers. Yeah, I can't I make remember, layups, and neither can the Illini. I remember seeing those Noah Cowell-type layups in intramural basketball. All right, we don't have to so. get that personal. Okay. But that is true. With all I, due respect, I, of course. I'm not very good at layups. Haha. Uh, <laughs> okay. Anyways, um, neither were the Illini. And uh yeah, they lose to Maryland 76-67. Obviously, all of you know that at this point. Uh get outscored in the second half, thirty-nine to twenty-eight. Illinois scored twenty-eight points in the second half. Illinois was super uh um efficient in the first half. You shoot five for eight from three thanks to uh three early goody threes. Right. By the way, after he made he went three for Can we three. We still call them goodies. Like the, the threes are goodies? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I'm down. It's got a ring to it, doesn't it? It does. I like that actually. Good call. Um so after he made thanks, three man. after it he means made a lot. three uh three goodies the first few minutes, uh the Illini made three threes the rest of the game. Yep. They had six total. Um, I'm, I assume you're looking at the stats right now. I am. They were 6 for what? 22. Ah, yes. So uh, a good old 3 for 19 after that stretch. How about that? And, uh, well, the Illini, as we said, efficient in the first half. They were still only up 2. Um, the offensive numbers looked good, but they did not play well. It no. didn't look pretty whatsoever. No. We were at the game, and I was like, well, um, I feel like that half couldn't have gone a whole lot worse because you're up 20 to 11 at, at one point. And then, well... Uh, last thing I expected was the way that second half went. You can't buy, no one could buy a bucket. No. The Illini were dominated on the offensive glass in that first half. They got a bunch in the second half. Yep. 
and could not cash seemingly any of them in. There, was, there was definitely an invisible lid on that basket they were shooting on the second half. There had to have been because, like, they – I mean, the rebounding battle finished 41-41, um, but – Which is shocking. Yeah, I know. Just to think about that. But the thing that really strikes out to me is Maryland had seven more assists than turnovers. Illinois had one more turnover than assists. So, Mar- I mean, hey, look, hats off to Maryland. Obviously, they came with a really good game plan. Jameer Young and Julian Reese dominated. They've always dominated Illinois, too. Um, co- they combined for 48 points. It was it was just so frustrating to watch. And here's the thing. Illinois cut it to five with a minute and, like, 10 seconds to go, right? And yeah, then that's yeah, yeah. when the slam happened for uh, – for Maryland, yeah. I can't remember who the it was. The I had the ball down five, and then Jordan Geronimo gets a pass. Um, That's who it was. Maryland right, was able to get the ball, go in fast break. Illinois had nobody back because they were trying to crash the boards, right? Right. Um, they don't score. The trend of the second half, um, and Jameer Young gets the ball, passes it out three on one, easy slam. They're up seven. Game's over at that. Yep. Point. Uh, that that is really well. That's really a game where the Illini needed a guy like Sincere Harris. Yeah, you're not wrong. Because, I mean, I'm not saying he would have locked Jameer Young down, but, hell, he would have done better than any of these other guys. Or a guy like Terrence Shannon Jr. Yeah. Shannon as well, which, yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. Shouldn't have gone on that trip. I guess not. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> um, Yeah, There's, all, yeah, all that, that is. That, that whole thing's messy. Who knows? I, I'm not so optimist, too optimistic he'll come back and play at some point. Oh, I, I'm pretty much already shooting that yeah. idea down. I'm pretty much just assuming this is going to be the squad the rest of the way. Which look, it's still a very good basketball team. We've seen it. Yeah, it that, the team who can beat, be the team who beat Northwestern, very good basketball team. Polar obviously, opposites. they couldn't miss then. Exactly. Marcus Damask was unconscious. I think it was 11 for 15 in that game. Um, 26 in this last game, but five costly, and every single yeah. one of those turnovers yeah. seemed extremely costly. Yeah, he had five of the nine turnovers. Yeah, not to mention, uh, I think the biggest one, personally, in my opinion. The Illini were up three in that second half, um, and then they were on the fast break. Damask kind of stops right around that elbow, turns around, passes it basically straight to a Maryland player, and they go down and get it within one. I remember that. Yeah. If the Illini go up yeah. five there, the, the momentum, or six maybe, the momentum there changes drastically oh, from what 100%. it ends up being. Because yeah. Maryland totally. then took the lead and did not give it up again. Nope, sure didn't. Yeah, I don't know. Just overall. Just not a game you expect Illinois to lose, but I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. it's just it's it's one of those games that you have to look at it and be like, okay, it was kind of a reality check that this team is definitely vulnerable without an All American type player like Shannon. Without a and doubt. And here's the thing: if you're going to be a really good basketball team, there's got to be a one A and a one B. There was just a one, and it really wasn't even that good of a one in this game. Coleman Hawkins, 0 for 4 from 3 point, 8 points. Unacceptable. Luke Goody, 13 points. But let's be honest here. That, that's not enough to be a 1B. He was 1 for 9 after the, exactly. the quick start. Exactly. He had 9 oh. points right off the bat. Or he had, he had two the quick threes and then, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Quincy Garrier, 2 for 10, 7 points. Unacceptable. And he had 5 rebounds. Unacceptable. Yeah. Garrier like, and Hawkins are both guys those, that had 7 straight games yeah. Where they scored over 10 points. Mm-hmm. And then they both get under 10, yeah. 4 for 16 combined. It's a game to forget about. Yeah. You want to, you want to talk about Harmon too? 0 for 7 from the field? Yeah. And he had open <laughs> looks. Like sure all these did. guys had open looks. Yep. Not to mention, uh, Gary was a big part of the missing the layups 
back oh, he sure the was. second half. Sure he was. would go up there with his left and miss it every time. Now, they were contested, yes, but, but this is a big dude. But you're a college basketball player, and you're six foot nine or six foot eight or whatever yeah. he is. And these guys we mentioned were a big part of how the Illini were playing because the second you lose such a big star, guys step up. That's yep. just the way it happens. If you have competent players and ones who are capable, they will step up, and they were reliable. Guys you needed to be reliable were reliable. Exactly. And all of them just decided to not show up. Yeah, yeah, it was. So that's what happens. I mean, you're going to have a game like that. It sucks that it's against a team you always seem to struggle against. Yeah, because now it, the narrative continues that Maryland just has Brad Underwood's number, which is true. He they do. They so, do. Yeah, I don't know. I, it's just, I really hope this just kind of wakes them up because they didn't really even play that well against Michigan State. They really didn't. No, and they, didn't. they won the game, which is obviously good. Because if you would have gone 0-2 last week, that would have been really bad at home. Um, so, thank God they got the Michigan State win. No but, kidding. you know, I really hope that this is a game where it's like, I mean, guys, we, we know we can be really good still. And I have to I have to think, like, there, can we start giving some minutes to guys off the bench, too? I mean, it's a set, it was a seven-man rotation. Back-to-back games. It's... I don't know. It, I feel like we got to start getting involved, DGL involved more, Hansberry once he comes back from these back spasms. Yeah. I, and then, well, obviously, Moretti we get, Mor- back. We get yeah. Moretti back. Um, he, he was suited up. He but was. Underwood said it wasn't the game for him. Yeah. He, he didn't which, think. Which, which I understand Which I understand that. that for sure, yeah. But then you also, I mean, you could increase this rotation and get these freshmen who Brad Underwood says he really likes minutes. Because yeah. we've seen it. There are times when they can definitely be in the game for sure. DGL, I feel like he's going to be one of those players that has to get experience by being in the game to become good. Yeah. Well, I really thought he was going to start getting increased minutes when he had that um, quick little spurt against Purdue. Right. right. um, Where he just had a lot of energy. He did. Why, when no one can stop Jameer Young, is he not even given a chance, is what I'm thinking. Yeah. Moretti in his first game back, he doesn't have the size. I understand why you would not put him in. Oh, for sure. Right? That made sense to me. But why not try DGL? No one else was working. Exactly. That, that no one part, could cover Jameer Young. I really and he was did the smallest understand. guy on the court too. I yeah, I didn't understand why that wasn't even thought of. He didn't and hit a three either, which is surprising, but still at twenty eight points. Yeah, he he got in the lane with Will at ease, and then Julian Reese puts up a twenty and eleven double double. Just got everything came so easy yeah. easily to him. C- Coleman's whole defensive player of the year thing that took a a big uh, it yeah. Uh, t- took a back seat. Took there a took a dip in for that sure. game. Um, he's still a fantastic dis- defender, but like yeah. he was actually covering a guy who could play down low. And yeah. look, we've seen him play like Edie and stuff like that. He got, I mean, Edie got into foul trouble against Illinois, of course. But you know, seeing him against like a true five, like Julian Reese, who only can really play in the paint, that was a little concerning. And also, I mean, I understand the whole thing about Dane too, like. I understand he's a defensive liability, and he can kind of be a space case on offense sometimes. But I feel like there's got to be a there's got to be times where you can just give the guy a chance. I I know that he had that horrible baby hook on the sideline that hit the side of the backboard in the game, but that was rough. I I don't know. I, I there's got to be there's got to be times when you give guys off the bench a chance, right? And maybe Dane didn't necessarily take advantage of the chance he got in the 10 minutes he played, but... He had seven first-half points. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, he was working down low. He got a couple... He got an offensive rebound, I think, that led to second-chance points. Um, 
But in the 10 minutes he played, he had four rebounds too. So even to have a guy in there who, who can at least just get rebounds would be something. Yeah. Do you have that? Does is there a plus minus there? I'm just curious. No plus minus, mm-hmm. but I mean, I I don't know if anyone had a plus their name in this game. That's 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 a good point. Yeah, because he didn't play much in the second half. No, I don't even know if he played at all. I'm really. just I'm really curious because um, I'll I'll mention this really quick, which is kind of shocking, a little depressing actually. The Illini um, before that loss, teams in the Ken Palm top ten were sixty eight and zero coming in oh, yeah. against teams in the Ken Palm below seventy five. <laughs> sixty eight and zero, and then the Illini were the first loss against Maryland. Um, which, uh, yeah, yeah. yikes, that one hurts to hear big yeah, time. That, that's not good. I, I think that really puts that loss into perspective. That's one you got to forget about. But seeing the way that, uh, Brad, and maybe this is just the way this team is is structured, which I think it might be uh, why Dane is not getting a whole lot of playing time consistently. It's just not in the game for long, long periods of time. I'm thinking once Coleman's gone, you still have Dane. If he doesn't transfer, like what's the plan? Right, because you're going to have Hansberry too, right behind him. Brad really just and now you're going to have Morris Johnson next year too. Now, who's also six eight. Yeah. So what really is the plan with Dane? Yeah. W- will seriously. they will they basically communicate to him that he's going to have to compete for that that spot? If I were Dane, I would probably leave. Because That's a good point. The way Brad likes to have five guys out a decent amount. Right. Sure does. Amani showed that he at least will attempt. He is a jumper. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's hit a couple in games. He has hit a few. So those guys are going to develop a lot, and yeah. Dane really hasn't. So that's true. His his future will definitely be big time in question. He's not really a threat from within five feet of the basket. (laughs) Hey, that Um, left hand, though. That's true. He has a really, really good left hand for being a natural righty. Um, We we saw him hit back-to-back free throws in the game, too. Yeah. I think literally right before that, I was like, if if my life was on the line and I was told that I would only survive if Dane Danger hit two free throws— I, I, I told Will and uh, one of his friends this, and he proceeds to knock two down. And uh, that was that was pretty shocking. You would have already been dead. About that. Yeah, I, I, I would have. Uh, I, I think I said I would have just would have just chosen death there because I would have just assumed he wouldn't have made both. And then he <laughs> proceeded to make both. So I guess Noah I was dead Cowell anyway, is a Dane Danger. Uh, free throw hater. Is a hater. He officially uh, hey, look, he's, is a non-believer, non-truther in Dane Danger. He shoots free throws better than I would. Yeah, I mean, same here. <laughs> I'm honestly worse at free throws than layups. So, well, not important. Not important. Um, the important thing, though, is that Illinois will get a second chance against Maryland. They do go to College Park later on the season as well, which is also another house of horrors for Illinois. Uh, have only won there once in the Brad Underwood era so far. That's, that's the loss I would have taken out of the two at home or on the road. Oh, obviously. I, yeah. I mean, I already kind of checked the schedule and counted that as a loss preseason. So I don't know if. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm sure they're going to want to get revenge, though. But uh, have a great chance to bounce back this week. They're ranked number 14 in the AP poll. They play the two worst teams in the Big Ten. Michigan tomorrow night, as we're recording this right now. Uh, and then Rutgers at home on Sunday. Team you already beat by 30. Uh, well, not 30 exactly, but basically. Um, on the road, by on the, the way. Road and then, yeah, then the you're road. at home. Yeah. So There's no excuse um, to lose either. No. You don't have to necessarily win the way you won in Piscataway, but no. you, you still better win by a pretty significant amount because be Rutgers is not good, simply put, yeah. at all. At this point, just get, somehow beat Nebraska, too. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice to win comfortably at this point. But Wisconsin also lost take, to Penn State, so like I don't I don't really know what's going on in the Big Ten. You can't take any of this for granted in the Big Ten. We know that. Yeah. So don't 
don't necessarily you aren't required to win comfortably. Just get the win. Exactly. I mean, look, you beat Michigan State by three. That's fine. Whatever. Like it's fine. It's it's a Tom Izzo team, you know. Like it. I don't know. I, I don't know about you. I'm a little nervous to, for tomorrow night. <sighs> I w- just, would it not be fitting for a, for uh, a guy in Juwan Howard who has never beat Illinois with all the good teams that he's had, and then the by far the worst team that he's had, they would find a way to beat Illinois in a year that Juwan probably gets fired. That would yeah yeah. I don't know. I, I, it seems the game's gonna to go one of two ways. Illinois is gonna win by twenty plus, or it's gonna be unnecessarily close, and that Michigan might even win. I really, I, I'm, I'm keep my fingers crossed. Obviously for the former, they, they have their um, leading scorer because it's not on the road, right? Right. Yeah. Doug McDaniel has this like road suspension or something like it's that. So I'm, odd. I, I don't, it's, I don't know what that's all about. Academically like, ineligible just for road games. It's like what? That Dude, Michigan. either suspend him entirely I, or don't. I don't know. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Yeah, I, but I haven't mi- looked into it. I, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, and you're going to agree with this. Michigan is horrible. As, almost I mean, as bad they, as it gets in they, the Power 5. It's, it's act, like They actually might be towards the bottom of like Power power 6 basketball team. Power 6, by the way. I forgot the Big East. Oh, oh forgot sorry. the Big East. My bad. Um, and the Pac-12 kind of sucks. Yeah, Pac-12 is not very good. <laughs> um Pretty top heavy conference. Yeah. <coughs> Arizona. Oh, let's, um, let's, uh, but yeah. hey, okay, Michigan sucks, right? They did beat Ohio State at home. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not very convinced Ohio State's all that either, though. I'm really not. Uh, Who they, wins they, in they, the Big Ten outside of Purdue? That's true. Cause like Minnesota somehow has 13 wins. Like, I don't, I don't know where that came There's from. There's going to be six or seven teams that make the tournament. Maybe. Eh. The problem is like with the Big Ten, they're just not like ranked high enough because even Indiana, who had twelve, was like no one has them not in the, the top fifty of Ken except Tom. for Andy Katz. Andy Katz is the only bracketology guy who has them in the tournament as of now. Indiana, I think, yeah. <laughs> Usually that that win total or that record right there would at least be in conversations. But the Big Ten is so bad this year that they're not valuing their wins. None of these teams it's, are good in yeah. any of the metrics, right? Well, I mean, here's the thing: like they just got blown out by twenty at home to Purdue. Purdue has lost two Big Ten road games already, and lost. That's, that's at, a rivalry game. And you lost at Assembly Hall last year. Now look, of course, India doesn't have TJD anymore, but like, still, I mean, come on. I, I don't. I don't care that Purdue is probably the best team in the country. You can't lose that game by twenty at home. Indiana was supposed to be better than this, no? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I'd say so. Yeah, the big the Big Ten is, has so much parity. I mean, I I kind of think it's cool. Um, I'll tell you what, I certainly wasn't expecting to see Nebraska shoot 60% from three and beat Purdue at home and then manage to lose tonight to Rutgers. Um, so, well, yeah, and they also lost to Iowa. That, that's that true. They also did game, lose to Iowa. The three-point disparity there was pretty crazy, and yes, now they've lost. And Iowa's not good either. They, beat, they just beat Minnesota on the road. So, like, I, I have no idea what's going on, man. I mean, <laughs> Wisconsin losing to Penn State. Wisconsin starting 5-0 and and barely scraping by, like, teams like Northwestern yeah. and Nebraska and stuff like that. They, they and, proved exactly what we yeah. thought, by the way, what everybody thought, that Wisconsin's really actually not that good of a basketball team. I mean, I'm not willing to say that. It's They're probably— Well, it depends on what you define as that good. Right. I guess. I should. I, I should think Wisconsin's a, a good team. They're not like on the levels of great. They're not a top 10 team. No, no. They're not that's a top 10 team. That's why they were ranked 11 this week. Oh, you're right. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and now they're going to be out of the top 15 because they lost to Penn State, who is not good either. 
Um, Penn State nine and nine. I mean, kudos to them. They got the their head coach got his first big win. Yeah, they stormed yeah. the court. And it's a quad one win. Yes, sir. So, um, yeah. But anyways, Michigan just uh, really really odd. Uh, I w- I wanted to mention this, you know, Kamwa on Michigan. I- I'm not really sure why he decided to leave uh, Tennessee to go to Michigan because I mean he was a starter on Tennessee last year, which it doesn't really make much sense why he switches from a team who very well might win the SEC to go to Michigan, who not only lost like they lost Kobe Bufkin, they lost Hunter Dickinson, they lost like all they lost Jet Howard, they lost all their players that scored for them last year. I I don't know. I mean, hey, Olivier Kamwa, you you do you, man. I yeah. Um, I I mean, you never know really what goes on behind closed doors. There could have been some some really big time uh, issues, culture wise. They could have been bringing in a few guys who were going to compete with him in his spot, and he looked at Michigan that they were losing all their guys, and he could have said, "Hey, I like the fact that I know I'm going to be able to play." Right. Maybe. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I have no um, idea. So I'm not going to necessarily criticize him, but it certainly looks like it was a bad decision in hindsight as Tennessee is one of the better teams in the country. Yes. Um, so Michigan, I don't really know what to expect personally. Lost I know, to Minnesota I know at home, lost to Penn State. McNeese stayed at home. Lost to well. McNeese stayed at home. That's right. I forgot about that. And then, By, by the way, there's a, there's a, uh, a guy who gets to choose – uh, or gets to put a vote in the top 25. He has McNeese State in, in Illinois, not in. Right now? Yeah. Hmm. Good old 14-2 McNeese State. I mean, hey, they got Will Wade. He's a good coach. Yeah. Just a little, you know, suspect, but to say the least. He kind of earned that reputation a little bit. Yeah, you can say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, this, like, it's kind of hard to think that they should – I really just hope that Illinois comes out playing pissed off tomorrow night because, I mean, they have every right to just go in and just steamroll this team. They play Michigan twice this season. I'm really expecting both wins to be rather easy. But then again, we also didn't think Maryland which should be a tough game. So, I, I don't know. Maryland's better than Michigan, but Maryland's still going to finish in the bottom seven of the Big Ten, in my opinion. Yeah, Maryland's better than Michigan, but they were still down to them at half by 12. Exactly, yeah. I can't figure any of these teams out on a consistent basis. That's, that's Maryland always how the Big Ten. Maryland ended up coming out and winning that game. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You just never know really what to expect. I wouldn't be surprised if the Illini were down at half. Sam. Yeah, I mean, I could see it like being close at in the first half. I, I think it might be like between that five to eight point range at halftime. Might be low scoring too. Look, I'm not ruling anything out. This has a feeling of Illinois losing on the road to bottom dweller Ohio State last year. Do you recall? Oh yeah, I sure do. That, that was, game was awful. That, that was a horrible game to watch. That, that that feels like this game. Now this team is way different than last year. Yes, it's it's still a much better team. Yes, but we just saw that they are obviously can be very flawed. Uh huh. So I'm I'm not ruling anything out here. Yeah. Um. Well, I heard a little birdie is that uh, you may or may not be uh thinking about going to this game. It is a possibility right now, Will. Um, I was originally going to write the article for the Champagne Room, but as you so generously, well, it was my to, it was my game in the first place. It, it was, but yeah. we uh, we switched it out. But then I was like, well, um, one of my friends has an opening for uh, Michigan tomorrow, so 
I might be taking that. Might be taking that offer. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know. Uh, it would certainly be an interesting experience. Probably like what a five and a half hour trip up there. Yeah, I mean, I'll be going back to my home. True, you are from Ann Arbor. I was born in Ann Arbor. Yeah. For, for everyone who didn't know, I I feel like I've mentioned that before. This guy is a known traveler. Absolutely. I went to Colorado over break. Was in Alabama. Was in Champaign. Uh, went to to Chicago and then flew out of Chicago. So, but yeah, I I might be going. I'm not positive yet. Uh, it would be awesome. I've never been in that stadium before. So, I w- I was thinking about going to football last year. Uh, if Illinois, of course, hadn't lost the previous two games, I probably would have gone too. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I, it would have been cool to go to the big house. Uh, obviously now the home stadium of the national champions, which is has a sour ah. leaves a sour taste in my mouth. Yeah. Um, disgusting. Yeah. But we don't want to uh, talk about that. No, anyways, how do you that. see this game going tomorrow? Um, hmm. Let's think. As I said, possibilities are endless. Uh, I think so many different ones. I I would I think I would one's a win, one's a loss. Thank you, sir. Uh, in case I, you didn't know. I think I would absolutely rule out a Michigan win if Doug wasn't playing. Like if this was True. Illinois playing yeah. Michigan at home. Yeah. You're not going to lose that, even if you play the way you did against Maryland. I I do not think you lose that. I do think there's a chance that you do. I think it's. I think the Illini are up by like seven or eight, uh, going into halftime, and still are not playing well, but are still up by that because Michigan's just so bad. Right. Um. But then I think I think Michigan starts to inch a little closer, uh, in the second half, scare them a little bit. But then the Illini end up. I think teams are pretty even in the second half. They end up winning. I'll say 75-68. Okay. I, yeah. I really don't think it's going to ever be that far away because I don't think the Illini I, – I think the problems we've seen the past few games might continue okay. personally. That's just me. Yeah. Um, I think this one also might be closer than it necessarily needs to be. Um, but I do think it's going to – I think the Illini actually will end up winning by double digits just like slightly. It might be like 10 or 11. Um, right on. But, uh, yeah – it's it's going to be close in the first half. Like it's it's going to be between, like I said, it might be between the like five and eight point range. Like for most of the first half, um, Michigan might even be leading at certain times. Um, sure. Yeah. This this game is going to be odd. I, I think the Illini are going to play. They're not going to be like playing mad that they played badly against Maryland. I think they're going to actually take that out in Rutgers on Sunday, and we'll get to that later on in the week when you do our recap episode of tomorrow night's game. Um, but. Uh, yeah, I, I think this game is going to be – it's it's going to feel uncomfortable, but it's going to be one that the Illini escape. And in the end, it's also going to be a road win. So those are also hard to come by in the Big Ten. Um, but I do have the Illini winning this one. Uh, we're going to say 76 to – 76 to 66. Yeah, so we're, we got some pretty close scores. Um, right on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but generally speaking, um, it would be great if if Illinois comes in and just absolutely annihilates them. I would agree. Yeah, as we are slightly biased, we are slightly biased. It's true. I, um, I, I think if the Illini, as it's becoming more bleak, that Terrence Shannon will play again this season. Oh, look if, at you, big if, vocab guy over here. It bleak, really? No, I'm just kidding. Okay. Maybe to some people, but not to, not to us journalists. Ever and more bleak, ever more unlikely that Terrence Shannon will come there back and suit up for the Illini this year. 
They need to prove that, you know, this can't be a string of games. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They got to prove that they actually still mean business and that they are still a top 15 team in the country. I, I think they are. It's just, if you get that 1A and 1B, I don't care who Illinois has. They're still a very hard team to beat. Because, like, I mean, you have DeMass scoring 20 to 25 points again. Then you have a supplement of, like, Quincy Garriott going for, a, like, 18 point, 11 rebound, double-double. That that's a hard team to beat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, if that happens, Illinois could actually still have a relatively high ceiling. Um, but you're going to need that consistently, obviously. So we'll see what happens. But uh, that's pretty much all the time we're going to have for you on this episode of ISN Now. Uh, any yeah. any thoughts for Noah? Any thoughts for Noah? Yeah. I usually do uh, throw it over to you at this point. Yes. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see how they play tomorrow night. I think it'll be really telling uh, how the rest of the season is going to go. Okay. If the Illini blow them out, that's a, that's a sign that, you know, this team is is not going to let one bad game dictate the rest of their season. Mm-hmm. You know, this everyone started respecting them a lot when they were able to play as well as they did for those few games without their best player. Right. Um, and then just like that, it's really easy for everyone to count them out the second that they start to show weaknesses. Mm-hmm. But I think it'll it'll show really a lot about their ability to fight against adversity, to to be strong and, and stay through the course, right, if they're able to, to go out tomorrow night uh, play really confidently. If they win that game easily, you know, that's easily some confidence, some momentum you can bring into the next few games after that. So, you know, maybe I can, if I end up going tomorrow night, bring them some good luck. Cross your fingers, right? At least I'm not going. That'd be bad luck. Yeah, no, that then we would lose. Yep. I, uh, I, I have not won a road or a game I've been away from Champaign covering it on my own. Um, 0-8. Yeah. <laughs> I also uh, haven't, I haven't been a fan in quite some time, so. Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. It would be. Yeah, we'll so see. anyways, uh, we'll talk to you in a couple days to recap this one and preview Rutgers. See ya. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs>